from our respective apartments. It's just meaningful plastic. Here are your hosts and judges, Kitty Clay and Narva, and Chris Dockham Goodman. Chris, welcome to this is uh this is just meaningful plastic, a dancing with the stars retrospective podcast. And Chris, welcome to such a phenomenal episode. It is it is short, it is sassy, it is quick. It's Samantha Harris. Katie, the level of emotionally incapable of handling this is just wild and I love it. We'll be joining our interview with Samantha Harris in just a moment, uh, but before you hear it, we would like to already thank Samantha for her time. Uh, she's very busy, had a limited schedule, and this got thrown together so quick and worked out so perfectly. So I think you will enjoy what you're about to hear. <laughs> We'd like to extend a very special welcome to our guest. Uh, she is former co-host of Dancing with the Stars. She is a reporter, a great questioner, interviewer. She is an icon. She knows all the things. Welcome, Samantha Harris. I know Woo! all the things. Can you tell that to my kids? Because that would be very beneficial for me. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> you get them on this call and we will have a conversation with them. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. I love it. But you guys are uber fans of dancing. It's awesome. We truly are. We hope to ask questions just as well as you always did. So we're going to kick off with a question. Um, so when you joined Dancing with the Stars, it had already premiered. It was a big summer surprise hit. And you were the only major change, at least in front of the camera, for the show's second season. That's right. So were there any expectations that you had for the show? Were there expectations that you felt the show had for you? You know, I think that I was just also a, a huge fan of it coming in and ready to just jump in literally with both my high heels forward. Um, <laughs> so, no, I don't think that really they, they ideally like to change things up so that it's really obvious the moment you turn on the TV. So, you know, obviously changing up the host or changing up the set or changing up, you know, whatever, you know, the perspective of where the camera angles are tend to be the things that they would do. So though there were not necessarily expectations other than I better not mess up because I'm on national TV with 20 million people watching me every night. <laughs> You're working other jobs while you were also co-hosting the show. So what was the time expectation like for you? Did you have to devote a certain number of hours during the week or was it more so just the dress rehearsal and the actual live show was really um, the time you had to commit? So, uh, yeah, so basically at the time I got the job, I was on E! News full-time mm -hmm. as a correspondent and also read all the red carpet award show coverage and all of that. And then towards the end of my eight seasons on dancing, the last couple of seasons, then I was on Entertainment Tonight's sister show called The Insider. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then also straddling hosting Entertainment Tonight weekend. And then also on a hiatus between 
the dancing seasons. While I was also on The Insider, I was on Broadway for a summer. So I was shooting from New York for The Insider and then starring on Broadway in Chicago as Roxy, the, the lead character. No big deal. No biggie oh, oh, and I had a 21-month-old. So that was interesting. Um, amazing. The most fulfilling, the most exhausting, working seven days a week, um, you know, eight shows a week. And then on my day off from the theater, uh, I was still shooting because I was doing The Insider. And on the days I was at the theater, unless it was the weekend, I was doing the theater and the show, the TV show. So it was amazing and rewarding and fabulous and fun and a dream come true in every respect. Um, so when I first got the show... E uh, had to agree, E News had to agree to allow me to not be at their beck and call basically all day long on the two live show days for dancing, but with the understanding that the moment that we went off air for dancing, I would switch microphones, grab the E News microphone to do post-show interviews on the dance floor and <gasps> switch shows working for. So yeah, it was it was interesting. Were were the post-show interviews, did they feel different than the ones you would do during the live shows, or did you approach them very similarly? Uh, no, I mean, different other than as, you know, compared to all the other reporters who were flooding the, the press line, I had a, obviously a much different perspective because I was also backstage during all the commercial breaks and I was with, you know, and I, they're part of the cast was part of my family. Um, so my perspective that influenced my questioning was probably a little different. Makes sense. Speaking of like influencing your questioning during the live shows, were you kind of fed ideas for questions to ask the dancers after their performances or were you mostly coming up with those based on what you saw in the packages, what you heard them talking about? So with the show, there's always, there are always multiple things going on, right? The producers, as with, and I think every TV viewer is pretty savvy to this now. You shoot for hours and hours and, you know, so for instance, whether it's a big brother type of show where they're literally shooting 24 hours a day or a show like Dancing with the Stars where outside of the live show, they, they're in rehearsal for, you know, however many, seven, 10 hours a day, shooting all of that footage as well. So there are a lot of other things happening that could be the quote, the storyline for that week. And the producers have to look at all these hours of tape and decide, okay, what storyline are we going with for this particular couple for this week? And then the questions were formulated based on that information and knowledge of what the storyline was for that week so I had questions that were sort of set with the understanding that I'm on live TV and I'm the, you know, and I'm the one in the driver's seat. I want to see where this is going. What just happened on the floor? You can't, you can't ignore if, you know, if Cloris Leachman, you know, decides to put her leg up on the judge's table or Maria Osmond decides to faint, you can't be like, great, that happened. So anyway, tell me about blah, 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 right? You have to go with what's going on in the moment. And that's what's great about live TV. Um, and then every so often, sure, I mean, I have an earpiece and my producers are constantly talking to me. So I'm you know, asking questions, listening to countdowns, watching my stage manager. It's a, you know, a lot of different balls in the air. It, it seems super, well, hopefully I was doing it right enough that it seems super easy, but it's really, it, you know, there's a lot more going on. And so, uh, so sometimes, yeah, the producers would say, oh, you know what, can you ask about this? Or 
skip, you know, skip question one, let's just go to question three or whatever it was. There was so it was really a song and dance and a lot of coordination and trusting that you had a great producer, uh, you know, in your ear to guide you where they wanted to go. Because honestly, as the host, I'm just I'm really just a pawn. I am there to serve the show and the best purpose of the show. And, and I'm the extension of the producers that the viewers get to see. I, so as much as I would, you know, I have, would think of my questions and I would say whatever I wanted to say, I, I approach it possibly differently from other hosts, which is, this isn't about me. This isn't my show. I'm just here to serve and make sure that the producers are getting across what they need to get across. And then also making sure that the viewers are hopefully getting the answers that they're looking for. I must say you always made it look effortless while you were out there. Like I cannot compliment you enough and I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke up your butt or anything like that. You truly always did make it look wonderful. I I think I speak for Katie when I say we just finished watching season two and the moment that we truly loved the most of yours was on a live show asking Master P if he truly wanted to be there and then not letting him off the hook. It was a moment where we we're just in love with every second of your questioning and just your presence on the show. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I don't even remember doing that. So awesome. Yay. (laughs) Go me. (laughs) That's awesome. So what did you think was the most challenging aspect of being on the show? And maybe there wasn't a challenging aspect, but what was it for you? Let's see. Gosh, I think really just the pressure not to not to mess up you know you're on live tv there's so many people watching it's the biggest show abc has ever had um it was the biggest you know second biggest show of all time on tv after mm-hmm. american idol and so just wanting to do my best and make you know make my make make myself proud of the work i was doing but also not disappoint the people who uh you know who basically were responsible for giving me the job and the opportunity and i wanted to make them proud one of the important facets of your co-hosting was working with your fellow co-host. So uh, what was your relationship with Tom like? How did you build such a natural, easy chemistry between the two of you? Oh, it was easy. I mean, that wasn't even something we had to build. We just, we just, we really right out of the gate got along so well and had a really fun rapport and a, a great energy between the two of us. And, um, you know, I, I still was pretty new and green. I mean, I had worked at extra, um, as a correspondent and anchor of the weekend show. Then I was at E news and about, uh, as a correspondent and fill in anchor. And it was about maybe a year, maybe not even a full year. I have to look, kind of go back in my little time directory there, but, um, <laughs> about a year or so into my job at E, uh, maybe a year and a half is when I got this offer. And even though, I started working professionally from the age of 12 um, in this, not in this side of the business because it didn't exist. We didn't need TV hosts back in the, in the eighties and nineties, but I was, you know, I was working from Minnesota. I was doing a lot. There are a lot of corporate headquarters, Target, Cargill, 3M, General Mills. So I did a lot of print work and commercials and industrial films and um, that was, I, from a very young age at 12 said to my parents, can you give me an agent? Let's, how do we get an agent? I want an agent. <laughs> and, uh, and I did, and I, and I worked and I worked and I worked every year of my childhood, um, you know, 
which was great because it wasn't like a kid who in LA works and gets cast on a show and now is like a TV kid who doesn't have another life. Like I had a full life of a regular kid, but every so often I got to leave school a little early because I had a shoot to do. It was sort of, <laughs> I like them. it was like a very, very, very part-time side job. Uh, my little side hustle as a, as a you know, middle schooler. Um, so, uh, you know, this was something I wanted. So back to Tom. So really, when I got the show, I was still pretty fresh. I'd been working for maybe, let's see, four years consistently um, in the TV hosting realm, you know, not having to have a day job besides my, my hosting job. And so uh, I looked to Tom, who was really the grandfather of, I mean, obviously not old enough to be my grandfather, but old enough to be my father, but really you know, <laughs> the grandfather of TV hosts. And you know, he had be- had 30 years of experience or 20 some years of experience by the time I started working with him. And so I looked to him to really learn the ins and outs of what, what works well. He had done so much live TV. So that was also kind of how our, you know, it was like big brother, little sister kind of a relationship. I know one of the things that always I, I love about the show is the camaraderie of the contestants and um, just the friendships that you can really see develop throughout the the seasons and the relationships. Did you, um, how did you build relationships with the contestants and with the pros? I, there wasn't really much effort in that. Well, I will say at the very first the first few seasons, um, mm-hmm. this wasn't something that the producers asked me to do. It was something I wanted to do because I knew I was going to be their backstage buddy, right? They, they mm-hmm. whatever they had to hold it together in front of the judges with and with Tom. But when they came backstage, it was the safe place. It was a place where they could really break down if they needed to break down. They could you know, let their hair down if they needed to. And I wanted to make sure that I was um, that they knew that I was there to support them. And so what I started doing on my own in my off time, there wasn't a lot of off time, but in my off time um, (laughs) before the season kicked off, so I didn't have that commitment. um, I actually used to go, so their rehearsal studios now in these newer seasons, they have, you know, a dedicated rehearsal space where everybody's in the same location. Well, that wasn't the case for the many, many years. And so in in those first seasons, I would go all over town. And, you you know, LA, it's like with, the traffic, it, it takes a long time to get around town. But I would go to the studios wherever they were. And I would just unannounced kind of draw, I'd find out for producers who was where. And I when I could fit it into my schedule, and I didn't have kids at that time too, so that made it a little easier. But I would just drop in and say, hey, I just want to get to know you. I want to hang out a little bit. I want to sit here and watch your rehearsal a little bit. And it was awesome. And it wasn't something that they used as like a clip on the show. Samantha's at rehearsal. It was like, that was, it was just all my own just so I could get to know them better. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it was nice. It was a nice way to um, get to know people. Do you have any like proud moments or very memorable moments of your tenure on the show that just like stick with you? Oh gosh. I mean, there's so many. Um, there are some fun things. When, when my oldest daughter, who's now 13, was born and she would come to the set with me because I, she, she, <laughs> She was due two weeks after the premiere, but she came two weeks early. So I literally was laying in the hospital bed for the premiere, which was really hard for me to miss it. Um, At the same time, obviously, this was more important because this was my life with my child. Um, But, you know, but dancing being such a short season, only 10 weeks, you don't want to miss even an episode. So um, anyhow, 
I, it was a perfect job. I, I took a full three month maternity leave from my e-news job, but I was back three weeks after my, I gave birth to be able to be on dancing. So I, um, I, and I was breastfeeding. So I was pumping all the time, whether I was in the hair and makeup chair, TMI, maybe for you, Chris, um, you know, pumping under, under a, like I'd, I'd throw a robe over me and I'd have my, my pumps going while they were like, it's like, and that was happening as, uh, as I was, um, you know, getting my hair and makeup done and working on my, uh, working on my script and, and rehearsal notes and so on. But, um, but then, you know, she'd also come to set a little bit. And my, one of my favorite things was the season Cloris Leachman was there and she would walk down the hallway and bang open my door with like gusto and say, where's that baby? And she just oh. wanted to see the baby. So that one I loved. Um, and I think the other thing is just really getting to know Jerry Springer. Um, people always say, who are you the most surprised to, to get to know? And, and it kind of goes hand in hand with, um, you know, he was someone whose persona we all knew from his mm -hmm. show and this kind of this really, this show that was, you know, we could all be pretty judgy watching that show and not just about the, the contestant or the contestants, the, the, the guests, but also about him and what kind of person he must be to bring these people on his show and and he is just the most, it might be that we bonded because we both went to Northwestern. I'm not sure, but he was just the most lovey, warm, wonderful, kind, wonderful, just fabulous guy. And so I, that was a, that was a pleasant thing. And then the last thing I'll say was probably the most memorable was when I had the opportunity in season two to actually step in the shoes of the, one of the contestants and do the jive with Jonathan Roberts and be on stage and actually dance and be all made up in one of the costumes. And it was very fun. Well, that will lead us into our last question because Chris and I truly did. We were like, what a missed opportunity that she did not get to be a contestant on the show because you crushed the jive. We were like, if this is a week one dance, we're giving her an eight. Like that was unbelievable. Oh God, thank you. It was did, so fun. Did you ever fantasize or like, did you ever have a moment where you were like, oh, I should have been a contestant? Well, I'll tell you a little quick story, which is mm -hmm. that in season one, when I was not the host yet, and I was, of course, just, you know, just, but I had my one job as a correspondent for E! News, um, I was on the set doing exactly what I eventually was doing when I was switching my microphone and going from hosting dancing to hosting the interviews backstage for E! News. I was there in the summer of the first season just to cover the show as a, as a journalist. Mm -hmm. And uh, I called my agent. I was like, this show's amazing. I don't know that there'll be a second season, but if they actually have a second season, please pitch me to be a contestant on the show. Yes. Yes. So, so flash forward, I don't know, maybe a month later or so I get this call. I'm sitting at my desk at E! News and my agent says, Samantha, you're on a short list for Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm going to be a, oh, you know. I realized after giving it more thought, I, I see how much of a time commitment those dancers, you know, need to put in to actually be good. And I'd want to be really, really as good as possible. And honestly, with my full-time job here, like they're not going to let me not work for 10 weeks or three months or whatever it is. So I don't think I'd be able to do it. And she, my agent paused and she said, oh, oh no, Samantha, you're on a shortlist to be the host of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> and I just about lost my you know what and that was that and all the rest is history. That is oh. so phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Super, super 
awesome, fun, and an amazing experience. I would do it all over again. You were a great host and would have been a great contestant. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. When Chris and I produce season 30, you will be our first call to come dance on the show. That is our our running joke on our podcast. Well, we know that this is time. So we want to thank you so much for, for joining us this today and for, for being the fabulous queen that you are. We adore you and we love you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much and continue your awesomeness with the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Samantha. Wow. What wow. a time. Wow. It, I, it, I can't. I literally can't. I'm speechless because I love Samantha Harris that much now. She is the light of my life. I feel like we say that every time you say that every time, but it's also true for you every time. Um, I don't know about you, Katie, but I was so nervous the whole time. Just thinking Samantha's so good at asking questions. How do I ask a good question like that? You know, she probably left this interview being like, they were nice. They were fun. They're no professionals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure. They'll produce season 30. They'll definitely do that. Um, Samantha, we just have to say thank you so very much for being on this podcast. It, I, it was perfect. It really was. I mean, we truly mean we had such a limited window of time and the fact that she was still like, oh yeah, we'll do this. Let's go. I mean, an icon, a queen, a noun that is also positive. What can you say? She's, she's everything. She is the moment. I don't she, remember the rest of the quote. <laughs> she is the co-hostess with the mostess. Yes. So if you liked what you heard, make sure to rate, subscribe on whatever podcatcher you listen to, share this with your friends, and who knows, if there are other ridiculously wild we'll never get them on the podcast names that you would like to hear us interview apparently anything is possible you can follow us on facebook at just meaningful plastic you can follow us on twitter at jmp pod uh we'd love to connect we'd love to chat uh for our faithful listeners thank you so much for the ratings and the reviews we love you we appreciate you we love hearing that we are an interesting podcast so chris after the roller coaster of emotions that i was on today i love you and i like you katie i hear you and i see you and remember stay tuned for samantha harris's sit down exclusive interview with master p asking him Did he really want to be on Dancing with the Stars? Really, Master P, I want a real answer. Did you want to be here? Ashley, let's ask you. Ashley, does he want to be here? (laughs) 